We are back this week as we live up to our name as we try to figure out exactly how many games are left in the baseball postseason. That and the fallout from the first round. Plus, we got NFL Thursday Night Football, but nobody's watching the Commanders and the Bears, so we decided to have a little bit of fun, see if we can name some top 10 quarterbacks of all time. That and more. This is the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Stay tuned. Welcome, welcome back once again to the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. This is Chad the Mark with Turbo Tommy and Mr. Brown and Canadian Boogie. We got a, a packed house here. We even got our, our friend of the show, Mike, hanging out here. And uh, we, we've had some fun already this evening. I know, Biggie, you, uh, it's not senior night because it's middle school, but you had a, a football game of interest this evening. How, how did things turn out? Eighth grade night, it was fun. They hand out roses and they make a poster. Game went to overtime. First middle school middle school football game I've ever seen. It went to overtime. They do the college style overtime. Get the ball at the twenty. It was feisty. I got to tell you, adults really take the fun out of thirteen and fourteen year olds playing athletics. <laughs> that, so it started with roses and ended with cops. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, they uh, adults take the fun out of all youth sports, not just eighth grade football. I promise you that. Yeah. Well. Polka is just feisty from the time you're two to the time you're 70. So everybody's got a chip on their shoulder. Yes. That's just the way it goes. I, th- I blame that power plant across the river. It's like I, Springfield. I had to look at that every day. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So we ought to be like the isotopes, <laughs> but uh, that's why we're the polka dots. We're just a dot on the map and uh, coal and all that good stuff. But uh, you know what? Hey, hey if you're having uh, a mascot bracket, never a bad thing. Uh, actually, it's a terrible thing. We never want that. But speaking of football, we're watching our Mountaineers here in the background, and they actually it's might have good. a chance to win. So that that's exciting. Uh, they always have a chance to win. That's that, why they play the games. That's, that's why you play the game. Uh, you know, we ought to do a a best uh, press conference outburst. You know, just like put that on the poll one day. Just off the top of your head, I want you. Are you going Denny Green or Jim Mora? Uh, like the the Colts gym more or the Saints playoffs the playoffs and then, and then or, uh, we the college suck. one Oklahoma State uh, I'm a man I'm, I'm 40. forty yeah, yeah Mike Mike Gundy like doing that, that. Uh, you, Tommy do you have a favorite presser Nah I, I, I like the coffee we just had this past week coffee tastes bad what you know uh, I can't think of who's the guy's name <laughs> I don't know what he's talking Brandon about looking at me like what. <laughs> We're talking about press conferences. Your coach is Mike Tomlin. You got to love how he talks afterwards. <laughs> Tomlin's a classic. So what? What are we talking about? What coffee? I don't know. What are you talking about? What are you on that none of the rest well, of us are well, privy well, to? What just happened? <laughs> oh my god! We we'll have to explain that later. I, I was going to go Dennis Green at the top. Yeah, that, that's that's where. No, that was great. That, that was that's, great. You know, because you had the. You know, the, hey, let me fix my mic now after I did that. Yeah. Uh, he got a little aggressive with it, and he let him off the hook. Uh, God rest his soul. But uh, speaking of, uh, you know, high school and things earlier, we got to mention we do have our uh, bracket up for the best uh, mascot out there in all the land. And, uh, you know, it seems like it's doing okay so far. And uh, I did correct the fact that uh, the fighting conches are not in uh, Michigan of all places. That They're in uh, – is it Florida? Correct? I believe it's Florida. Kiki West is in Florida. Yeah. Okay, I'm glad I got that. Uh, I sh- only reason I caught it is because I shared it in all things West Virginia, and then somebody's like, uh, I believe those are not in Michigan. And, uh, I mean, it might be in Lake Michigan, but I think they're down in Florida. Key West, Michigan? Yeah. Uh, you know, I, yeah. I think people figured it out either way. But, yeah. you know, we're prone to make mistakes a time or two. And, and speaking of uh, mistakes – you know, we, we made an embarrassing one last week. Uh, we were talking about the baseball playoffs, and we're going to dive into that a little bit. And we just kind of fouled up the uh, amount of games in the playoffs completely, did we not? Yeah, for some reason. Oh, go ahead, Biggie. We totally did. But I just want to say this. Rob Manfred being in charge of Major League Baseball, that kind of crept into your mind, and you're like, yeah, they could have really screwed it up. It's I mean, believable. It really wouldn't it, surprise you. I yeah, mean, I was just going off of what y'all said, and I believed it. So, well, you know, you know the whole thing. If you if it's online, it's got to be true, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> so I seen the format online, and it said that the LCSs were five games, and we were shitting all over it. And then the very next day, I see it on MLB Network that indeed they are seven games, like they should be. 
The division series are five games, which is fine. Yep. And like the LCS and the World Series are still seven. And that's what we said it should be. But this right. is all Tommy's fault because he wasn't here, and he seemed to know exactly what the format was, and he didn't call into the show. He didn't text us. Don't he didn't put that shit on me. Nuh-uh. He, he would just probably just call and randomly say coffee anyway. Yeah, coffee. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> coffee. Jesus. Uh, uh, it's uh, how the night's gone so far. But uh, either way, you know, we had some games. Uh, we had the wild card round, and, you know, I completely dismissed the Phillies. Not only did they win, but they even got a win over the Braves in this round so far. Uh, and then uh, I think we all picked the Mariners to win. We, we felt we, we were pretty, pretty confident in that one. Uh, what was the other matchup? Uh, uh, we all both picked the uh, Rays, the over, Rays the, over, over the Guardians. I picked the Guardians. You did. Um, what the Guardians allowed one run in twenty four innings? Yes, correct. Yeah, that was uh, that was a nasty. Uh, Bieber set of went pitching. back to last year's version of Bieber. Yep. Yeah, he was just saving over the playoffs. Right. And then uh, was there another one? Who am I missing? You're missing the other National League no, series, Padres. which was Padres, Padres, and the Mets. Yeah. Yeah, I, they actually I, went the only one that went three games. I was completely on board of the Mets, you know, yeah. and, and you know, you got to say something for a team that was in must win mode for like three straight series, essentially. But they, they win like two out of their last nine games or something. I did say last week that the the Braves kind of ended the Mets season. The, the, the morale killer. Like they just they couldn't recover. Um, but they were the first team in the history of MLB to win over 100 games and not make it to the division series. Yeah, and they led the division ten and a half games, long, except for what, like ten games or, or I think it's like eight, eight games, ten games, like with the season like just winding down. Yeah. yeah, the thing about that series I'll remember the most is uh, them going out there and rubbing down Musgrave's ears. Yeah, because <laughs> apparently if it's sticky, it's not allowed. Musgrove, if it's, Musgrove. It, Musgrove. If it's like. Uh, slippery, it's okay. And then I saw a tweet saying that a lot of times pitchers will rub like they call it red hot. It's kind of like right. a form of icy hot on their ears when they pitch. And his ears were really red. Speaking <laughs> of rubbing down, did you see the Giants uh, sideline this weekend? I did. I only saw the back view, and I think that's the reason that. Need uh, to see, but uh, I know Deshaun Watson just requested a trade. Ooh. <laughs> right, we'll, we'll get to that later. But uh, all right, so we got to the um, the divisional round here. Uh, you know, shaking up so far, the Astros and the Mariners. Let's just start there, Biggie, because that's your squad. And, man, the Mariners came out like a house on fire, and then they've pretty much run into a one-man show with uh, Alvarez there in Houston, man. what, what What's the chances after being well, down uh, Here's two? the thing. We're down 2-0. There's still a chance. Go back home. First playoff game in 21 years. Win two. Go back to Houston. See what happens. Biggie. And that stop. game right there, stop. just stop. Just stop. Just stop. Don't interrupt. They're up 7-3 in the eighth inning. Munoz has been lights out all year. Had his worst outing in six months. Gave up a two-run shot to Bregman. Then I kind of gave you that feeling as a Mariners fan, like, oh, my God. And then I was texting Mr. Brown in the bottom of the ninth. Seawald, who has closed 20 of 25 games this year, he's got two outs to two runners that are on. He got them both to two strikes before they got a hit. And for whatever reason, they decided to go to Robbie Ray. That makes no sense to me. I say you leave Seawald in, see what happens. He grooves him a fastball and he hits it, you know, 7,000 feet. It hasn't landed yet. I don't know. It was disappointing because we had the chance to take game one against Furlander. That, that's the one you, you roughed him yep. up. You know, that was the one you let get away. Because today's game, I felt like with Castillo on the mound, we were going to win. And I thought that if we had won game one, it was a chance to jump out 2-0. I thought at the end of the day, we'd be 1-1. He pitched lights out. Offense didn't show up. So it's looking bleak, but it's not over yet. Mr. Brown, did the Mariners win a game? No. So it's over. Yeah. So they're winning here, two here's games. The, here's the deal. So they, they pulled a Denny Green game one, right? <laughs> they let him off the hook. And I agree with Biggie. So Robbie Ray comes in to close, which makes no damn sense. And it's not like it's the big unit coming out there to close. This is Robbie Ray. And I get it. Man, that just gave me flashbacks. I get it. They both had 200 strikeouts for three teams. Only two lefties in history. But Robbie Ray's not a big unit. So you had relievers available. You pitched the relievers. Some guys aren't like capable to rise up. It's as, a different, it's a different animal. Set. It's a different yeah, animal. Completely. So I think it was a terrible move. Um, they lost today. Um, I just don't see the Astros. You know, they're, they're dangerous. Not, they're not. They're not letting up. No. And Alvarez is now the modern day Reggie Jackson performance right now. Yeah, uh, the dude's a badass. 
Mr. Uh, October Jr. Maybe. It is. That's I'm telling what's you. Happening. You know the thing about the Astros? It just seems weird. A team that's won a World Series, been there twice. They've won a division five in the last six years. They were like the least talked about 100-plus win team that I can remember in the last 10 well, years. T- Turbo and I were talking about this before the show. And like, how many, how many fantasy players are on the Astros just from fantasy baseball? Like seven? At I least mean, seven. Now, two V Tucker. Everybody wants to talk about like Alvarez. the Padres and the Dodgers series and how like that could almost be an all star lineup to play the AL because there's so much talent there. And I'm not taking anything away from that, but like, man, is Houston really that far behind some of these other like big payroll teams with the talent they have? Like, no, Houston's number two behind LA right now. I mean, they're, they're right now. And it's close. It's, it's LA and then Houston. Yeah, Houston's and clearly then, ahead of the Yankees. What Houston's doing is kind of what the Braves have done, where they have so many young players that are good, like their shortstop, Pena. He's a stud. He's a rookie. They're going to continue to be good. And, hell, some of the guys that have left and went to other teams are going to come back to Houston on better deals. Gray will come back next year. Like, you watch. I swear, him and Springer will be back in Houston. Yeah. We're now multiple years removed from the scandal, you know, and I, I get it, but, like, how can you not be, like – this team's fun to watch. Yeah, they're fun to watch, no matter if you're an Astros fan or not, because they bring it, and they're 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 exciting. Damn, they're they're even their crowd brings it, man. Like Houston is a good baseball town. The and team's how, there. Like, how, how do you not root for Dusty Baker? I was just gonna say, as a Mariners fan, they decided not to move on. They're yep. like, no, Dusty's earned the right to stay here for the time being. If he gets like, that chip, Hall of Fame. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, because he's borderline anyway. Yeah, he's right, right there right now. Yeah. Dusty Baker's probably the easiest guy in baseball for I mean, me think to root about for. It. It's making us and he talk runs about the, the team Astros that owns my team in a favorable light. Like we, if you did a podcast episode this time last year, we're shitting on the Astros relentlessly, right? Well, because he came in what the COVID year, right? That's yeah, his first yep, season. Yep. And then last year they're in World Series. So I mean, to me, it's the same thing for me with the Astros and like the Patriots and Brady was there. They're always looking for that edge, and you got all these scandals they want to say, but. And in reality, everybody but, in baseball does that. But everyone's looking for the edge. They got caught. But the difference is, is like the Patriots and the Astros, they're great teams. They didn't have to do it. They're going to be there anyway. No, they're they're great no matter what. They just, you know, if we can get that edge, why not push the envelope? We can play in the void of the gray a little bit. They're going to do so. But all right, so you got something to say, Tommy? I was just going to say, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken truly like an yeah. old school guy. Yeah. So uh, I switch over to um, the other side of the the AL there, uh, Yankees and, and Guardians. I know that game got postponed this evening, but uh, Yankees. So- they're going to walk away with this one? I don't think so. I think that uh, the Guardians have a chance to win this series the way they've played through the first two games and this one. The thing I think that benefits them in a weird way is that the AL had two built-in off days. It was Wednesday and Friday. With this rain out, now they're playing the next four days. I actually like the Guardians playing over the next four days more than I do the Yankees. I just Why? don't like the Yankees starting pitching. Is that it? Just yep. because now it's going to force them to now, not now, be able to have as much now flexibility? Now Cleveland starting pitching is probably going to match up more favorably than New York's. Yep. Because they got more depth, I feel like. Would you go out on that limb too? And I don't know, Big. Are you taking the Guardians in this one? If I were to uh, put a wager on somebody, I'm throwing my money on the Guardians. Okay, I'm going New York in five. So it's it's going to be a fun series. I want the Guardians so bad. I just when I look at the Yankees, they struggled so badly in the second half of the season. If there was another team in their division that could have gotten hot, they wouldn't have won it. Now I get it; they still won 100 games, 102, whatever. Right. I just when I look at the Yankees, I think of Aaron Judge and and nothing else. No one else on their team stands out to me. It's just a bunch of guys that I'm a kind of a afraid of, or I think could get hot and take over. When I look at the Guardians, they got a bunch of young studs on there. I love Ramirez. Well, the Yankees just kind of went through the motions down the stretch, and they were nothing to write home about. And then the Guardians had to fight and claw their way in. Yeah, maybe so that's why I like them a little more. Their mentality is in the, in the right spot. The Yankees don't scare me at all. Um, what the hell happened with uh, Chapman? Like, what? He's done. With so the Yankees, right? Chapman, he's this is his contract year, and they couldn't. He basically asked him, "Am I going to be on the roster?" And they couldn't give him an answer. Yeah, they said show so up for then, workouts, So then right? he basically said, you know what, I'm just going to miss the workout. And they said, well, keep your ass in Miami. You're off the roster. Right. And that's not. That's going to be for the rest of the postseason. There yeah, ain't no he's chance. not coming back. There ain't no chance, right? He's done. Mm. But he hasn't had a good year anyway. No, he hasn't. You know, and you know, that happens with closers, especially the ones that pitch in that high velocity. Man, you got that window, and when it shuts, it's, it's over. Well, think about this, though. So you got – so we're going to transition to the National League. But you have Chapman off the roster. 
Craig Kimbrell was left off the Dodgers roster. Yep. And then you got Kenley Jansen, Kimbrell, and Chapman, the three highest closers with saves currently. And two of the three aren't even on the postseason roster. Uh, that says a lot. And, but Jensen's done all right for, for Atlanta. Down he's calmed down yeah. over the last two or three weeks. Yeah, so it's I mean, because you, he's come, feel It's because that. his intro, he comes out to his Tupac. <laughs> all eyes on me. Trumpets. No. <laughs> he comes out to ain't nothing but a gangster party. All right. All right. So that, that's if that doesn't get you fired up. Atlanta goes wild. I want him and Austin Riley in a party room together on our party bus, actually. Exactly. Hey, I saw uh, Stone Cold had a nice little catch here the other night, sliding into the tarp. There he is. Good. But, uh, you know, uh, how, how are you feeling about the interdivisional matchup here with the Phillies? Uh, I mean, <laughs> the fact we let game one slip away, that was Max Fried's worst start of the whole year. Um, I feel like on paper we had to win that game. Because I knew they had Wheeler and Nola coming back, but right. they, but we end up stealing back and beating Wheeler, and now Nola is coming up. Um, at, on paper, man, the Braves have a better offense, a better bullpen, and a better defense than the Phillies. The only thing the Phillies can match up with is starting pitching. I did see a lot of Braves fans upset over the time these games are being played, and I, I don't know if this is true or not. I can't swear by this, but I feel like somebody showed a stat – that day games during the season, like the Braves are no, like a 500 no, team. We suck. I think we're under 500. And then like, it's but, a if curse. It's a, but if it's an evening game, you guys are like lights out. Yeah. So, so like, is, is somebody out to get you? What's happening here? It's because anytime you're going to play New York, you're going to put New York in primetime, even though they ain't worth a shit. Yeah. And it's they, the well, you also got the, uh, the Padres and Dodgers. That's a well, West Coast. We know the Coast. Dodgers. They're going to be Astros and Seattle. Those are West Coast, you know, so it's you can, straight up bullshit. You need to put some respect on the champs name <laughs> here. So you guys intervened and, you know, did some rain dances. God intervened yesterday and they gave us a night game. And then we won. Imagine (laughs) that. How's that working? I agree with you. You know, they're going to have the L.A. New York markets on sort of deal, but you're the defending champ. It's not like you just won a division a couple years in a row. Put your team that just won the World Series in primetime. People are going to tune in. It's not like Philly's not a big market. Yeah, I know there's a ton of time. Atlanta is a big market. It's basically the whole southeast. Right. Like, let's be honest. That's where Braves country is. Uh, so, I mean, I think the Braves still win the series, honestly, because we lost the first uh, game of the division series last year against the Brewers, and they went on that huge run. Same thing. I feel like the Braves will win in five games. Okay. So, And we're, we're for certain that these series only go five games, right? Uh, yes. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> All right, and then uh, last but not least, like, do the, the Padres give you any glimmer of hope at all? I like that they won a game. Yeah. That's the only game. That's it, right? Yes. Okay. Biggie. Uh, if it goes five, the Padres are lucky. I thought they would get a game, and they got game two, and I think that's the game that Darvish pitched. But if you look outside of that, unless Musgrove, that's how I say it, correct? He yeah, comes out right. and he throws another I game. I hope he gets gets the pitch this series. Dude, if, if he comes out and pitches like he did against the Mets, then I think it goes five. Dude, he's he going to come out balling like Ed Harris. I don't think there's any. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no way the Dodgers lose on the series. ball. Yeah, velocity dips, you'll find a way to get that They'll ball. Rub himself up. somewhere. <laughs> uh, Jesus, Jesus! <laughs> uh, don't touch Joe Boozer. All right, so uh, we're feeling we're feeling uh, pretty much aligned, I think, on how these go, except for the uh, Guardians and Yankees can be a bit contentious there. So we'll see how that goes, but. Uh, you know, it's it's playoff and it's it's baseball. And the one thing I will say is I do recognize that TBS theme now after last week. Uh, I, yes, I do too. I hear it now, and now I always know what that is. So, uh, all right, let's so take, real, real quick. Oh, so last night I woke up in the middle of the night for whatever reason, and it was on uh, which which uh, channel was uh, Poppy and Ortiz or uh, A Rod on? Is well, it TBS? Yeah, I think that's TBS. TBS. So they're doing this game where they're guessing like their memorabilia, and they have to guess how much it's costs okay so i wake up just randomly and i'm watching it like one in the morning it was a uh little miniature like midget doll that waddles for a rod <laughs> and he had to guess how much it was and he, he said 199 and it was 43.99 for poppy so you're saying he's got a high inflated value of himself. yeah but he has yeah. That, like, he has that freaking he kept saying it's free inflation <laughs> and he has that he has that like <laughs> He's like he's uh, he's freaking like he's uh, a Rod's the type of guy that if you asked him like how much a thing of sour cream at the store costs he'd tell you like twenty dollars. He always yeah. smiles like he's constipated. Well, he probably is. Yeah. So it, 
I, I hate A Rod. I, I hate A Rod the announcer worse than I hate A Rod the player. You so, hate any Yankee? No, and it's not even that. I mean, I even I don't know. No, it's just, A-Rod. I hate A Rod. It's A Rod. So, and then Ortiz had a uh, what did Ortiz have? I don't remember. No, it was a uh, Ortiz like uh, one of those fancy like revved up like cars that they made. Okay. So they guess, he guessed it was like, it was, but it ended up being like twenty five ninety nine, and then where Frank Thomas is clearly the older of the three, they had this generic like look like a cartoon version T shirt. <laughs> they're like, here you go, big hurt, and it was like twelve ninety nine. It couldn't have been like a signed bottle of Nugenics. It should have been. Yeah. It should have been. It should have been. I mean that, but I, I, I guess what my point is is I woke up and then I saw that and I went to bed having nightmares about A Rod and his constipation. That is terrible. Yeah. So. So you didn't get much sleep. No. So I figured I didn't get sleep. So I'm hoping it haunts your dreams tonight. Uh, a Rod, yeah. uh, stay out of my dreams. <laughs> Freddy Krueger is more welcome than A Rod. Hey, so we had a, a awkward session there in the last segment, Turbo, where you were talking about coffee and I didn't have any idea why. Well, it was it was a reference was this past weekend. Mike Leach was coming off of the field and being interviewed, and he had a cup of coffee. And they asked him about his coffee experience, how he takes it. He says it's about to experience coffee tastes bad. So I, I I do think coffee does smell better than it tastes, but I, I drink mine straight up black, and that's that's the best way to go. But anyway, that's uh, how you like your women, right? Exactly. Cool. Just uh, yeah, keep it dark. Uh, the um, the the thing about Mike Leach is, I, I think sometimes he's the most un- appre- underappreciated coach in all the land. Did you see his uh, tirade talking about uh, pay- he wanted to pay the reporter uh, for their wedding if they would elope? Oh, oh no, I haven't seen this. Yeah, but so she was asking him because apparently Mike Leach has like told his kids he'd give him ten thousand dollars if they would just elope instead of getting married or a uh, big wedding. Yeah. So uh, anyway, that, that's the type of con uh, context you get with a Mike Leach, um, you know, interview. So just randomness and uh, beautiful, all in the same uh, token. But speaking of beautiful things. The world of college football. We have a, a pretty big Saturday. We're, we're almost in November. We're in the middle of October. I do know the third Saturday of October, you get Tennessee and Alabama. They're doing collar rush, so that, that's exciting. No Rock-a-top. Uh, but what's the slate look like this weekend, Biggie? So best slate of the season th- thus far, and it probably might be the best week of the season. we got six games between teams that are in the top 25 nationally. Uh I'm going to list the first five games. I'm going to let you guys take a guess on who you think might be in the sixth game. So game one, you got number 10 Penn State on the road at Michigan, who is the seven-point home favorite. You got Alabama's number three on the road to Tennessee. They're a seven-point favorite going into Tennessee. Tennessee's look really they good this year. Good. Uh, you have number 15 NC State. At number 18, Syracuse. Syracuse is a yeah. three-and-a-half-point uh, favorite, gone, and I just messed gone. up. A- ACC, yeah. I can't get too excited about That's the one I was going to make you guess, Syracuse in the top 25. Yeah. Uh, but I got ahead of myself. Uh, one we're interested in, Oklahoma State on the road to TCU. TCU, a three-and-a-half yeah, home, home favorite. Yeah, uh, a big win over Kansas uh, with uh, – it wasn't game day, was it? Or Fox, well, I don't know, one of them was there. Uh, Kansas game day was there last week. Yep, and Kansas still, you know, despite having an injury and whatnot, with the their backup QB through four yeah, TDs. I mean, my God, Kansas, legit, real deal here. Uh the other last two games here, we got Mississippi State, number sixteen, the Devil, on the road to number twenty-two, Kentucky. So Kentucky, uh, who did they lose to? Was it? Um, Florida? No. They lost to South Carolina last week because had they hit that, it was part of an 11-leg parlay for me that would have won $1,137. Not, $1, not mean to bring that up. That was some salt. I thought that's the reason you brought it up. I apologize. I did not want to make you relive that. So what, what game are you most excited for, Biggs? USC-Utah. It's the sixth of the games. You got number seven USC going into number 20 Utah. Utah's lost 20 squad projected to win the, the – uh, 
Pac-12 again. You got Lincoln Riley in his first year here with the transfer portal. We'll see what they have on they defense. But a little shaky the past couple weeks. I've said this before when I talk about USC. USC can be the program in college football with the right coach like they were with Big Carroll. You got him in there in year one. This is a big game right here on the road. You're loaded on offense. Can you stop anyone? Because I think that USC is going to the playoff this year. But they, this they game will determine because it. Because the Pac-12 is so shitty. They might get there. Dude, and my God, look how bad Oklahoma is without him as their coach. Did you think they would fall off the cliff like that? Three straight losses. They got beat 49 to nothing by Texas. <laughs> we played Texas better than they did. Hammer. <laughs> they said horns down up your ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think of horns down or the uterus now. Hey, yes, or both. Uh, so that's all kinds that's, of That's a game of the week for me because before season started, when Lincoln Riley went there, I was really heavy on USC and the chance that they could be become the next so Alabama. That, that game probably comes on at like midnight, doesn't it? It starts at 8 o'clock Eastern on Fox. Yeah. That's an early start for that West Coast game. I'm, I'm looking forward to the Penn State-Michigan game because I feel like that's going to be a smash mouth. Like It's going to feel like 1987 offenses, and yep. it's just going to be – it's going to be nasty. The only thing that make it better is if it was like mud. The thing that's really interesting about this game is Jim Harbaugh, after last year, finally beats Ohio State. He spends all offseason thinking any NFL teams that's going to let him take over the franchise. They won't. He goes back to Michigan. Oh, I was always going to stay here. Yeah. Uh, are they going to be top five, stay there, and continue to be that dominant, or are they going to fall off? Are they playing real teams now, and all of a sudden they're going to be an eight and four team? All right, so let me ask you this. For the sake of the sport, would you rather see Penn State pull off the upset here or do you want to see the showdown between Ohio State and Michigan at the end of the year with both of them in perfect record? I want the showdown between Michigan and Ohio State because showdown. not even as a fan of either team, that's a game you want to – it's like UNC – Are we still planning on going to the opening game in the Penn State? You're talking about Penn State WVU. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, we're going to Happy Valley with 100 and whatever thousand it is. Uh, How's over a hundred? Over a hundred k. Yeah, it's like a hundred and eight, hundred six. Dude, like if that's that. a night game, legit, I'll go up there and take that ass whooping for that experience. Yeah, I mean it's not that far. That's probably about a four hour drive for us. Maybe four and a half, maybe five. I don't I know. Do they still have a statue of Joe Paterno? Did they put that back up? I don't know. Okay. I, I don't know. I would just be really interested to go I there. I think it's back up, but he put a condom on it. <laughs> <laughs> just like the reporters do during the hurricane on the microphones. Uh, I don't know if I need to leave that in or edit it. <laughs> leave it in. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> leave in the shower scene. Uh, this is what happens when we talk college oh, football. We act God. like we're in the frat house again, baby. <laughs> All right, we're about to get to our week six NFL Stone Cold Lead Pipe Locks. Before we cue the music up and all that fun shit, let's just uh, take a second and, and take a step back from the five weeks that have been. And, you know, we're on getting to the spreads and everything, but one thing I pointed out to Mr. Brown on the break a second ago was you got the big game this week coming up between the Bills and the Chiefs. And we've had the Bills as our number one team in the power rankings, and people have just absolutely crucified us for this. Guess who Vegas has favored in that game, Biggie? The Bills are on the road, right? They are on the road. So if they were on the road and they were a three-and-a-half-point favorite, that means Vegas thinks they're a touchdown better, right? Exactly. Okay, exactly. thank you. So we might know a little something when it comes to these power rankings, you jabronis. So just so follow I, I'll, I'll tell you this shit right now. The fact is they want to bitch about Philly not being number one. I guarantee you if Philly went to Arrowhead, they're not the favorite. No, Sorry, no. guys. Philly's, Philly's number three, uh, uh, and that's, that's probably where they need to be. But anyway – uh, you know, just a couple takeaways from last week. Uh, number one, we got a coaching firing already. Matt Rule does not rule. His ass is going back to college more than likely. Wisconsin. My one question for you with uh, Matt Rule in that Carolina situation, I've heard rumors of Christian uh, McCaffrey getting traded now. Do you think he they gets traded because they're in a com complete rebuild? What? Christian McCaffrey runs CMC. Where's he running to? Carolina's going to dump him. Nah, they're they're blowing it up. But yeah. like what at what value do you give him, you know? Like if you go look at every running back that's gotten paid, like they, they immediately fall off the cliff. And like you look at the Giants, like they're yeah. gonna have to pay Saquon. 
Like, well, it just don't last. I know where you're going with it. I've heard he's going to Buffalo. Yeah, baby. I know where you're going if with If anybody it. needs a running game, it would be Buffalo. Yeah, CMC Josh, to Buffalo. Josh Allen being your best running back is not a long-term play. Yeah, but they're just going to fight for the goal line carries. Yeah. Probably a fist fight <laughs> in the locker room. Uh, but, you know, CMC will probably get his uh, career extended by five years by not being on the Panthers, so that'll be a good thing for him. I don't him. know, man. As soon as he don't, gets hurt, they're going to put him through a table and just end it for him. So, get him with a 3D. Yeah. For so, anyone out there who's young and looking for a career and is into sports, get into me. coaching. Oh, wait. <laughs> because Matt Rule will make over $800,000 a month for the next four years if he decides to sit at home and not get another job because he got a seven-year, $70 million or $60 million guaranteed contract. Dude, so if, you're an NFL if he chooses player, not to work. If you're a player and you don't have guaranteed contracts and that's the shit you get to see, that you can come in and win like 12 games in three years. And 11. What, 11? Yes. Sorry. That's, that's just terrible. Now – Depends where that competitive fire is because he turned Temple and Baylor around. Maybe he goes back to coaching. Does he have to do something, though, within two years to stay relevant so he can get that next job? That's what I think. Well, my ass will be relevant to anybody if I got that type of money for the next three years not doing shit. I mean, I don't Go work in TV. Yeah, go pull Urban Meyer just without the health, you know, issues. Urban Meyer. He'll be back coaching eventually. He just realizes he can only kick players if he's in college. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, speaking of uh urban meyer kicking people while they're down and whatnot the jags had their illustrious run uh of where we thought they might be a good team and they've quickly fallen back down to earth they have they lost to the texans last week by the seven points they were projected texans. to cover by and the thing is though i got it they lost but the scenario down in jacksonville is so much better it than is. what it, it yeah. was last year i don't feel like it's toxic they're just a young team trying to find their way and I've seen two of their games this year, and Trevor Lawrence actually looks like the prospect they said he was going to be last year. So Sunshine. I mean, yeah. if they didn't turn the ball over like 19 times against the Eagles, they'd probably win that game. Uh, but uh, you, you mentioned the Texans. You know, I was talking about how everybody in the NFL is just a version of Kirk Cousins. David Mills is just long neck Kirk Cousins, right? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> okay. So, long neck bottle. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to think of another song I can add in there. What's that what one? What about the running back, though? Uh, he's Pierce. He's kicking ass. Like, Where'd that come that's from? That's all I they w- got. How do you not stop that? I would have touched the running back, Pierce, and fantasy never. because like they're never going to have a lead, you right? touch anything on the Texans offense. Uh, that's, that's where you were wrong. I took Pierce. I saw that coming. Did you, Tommy? Yes, I did. Did you? Yes. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Pierce. <laughs> Did you take David Mills, too? Yeah, he did. Or is it Davis Mills? I can't remember. Davis Mills from Stanford. I have a question for you guys. We're five weeks into the season. What's the bigger surprise? The Eagles are the one and only undefeated team, or Russell Wilson is as bad as he is? Mm. So let's talk about Russ for a minute, because that has been the gift. Well, we we know Biggie loves Russ. That's right. Dangerous. Give me one drug, please, sir. I have cornrows now. Here's the funny thing. Let's go back to our draft, okay? Let's ride. First of all, we're all all hammered beyond repair. Let's ride. Biggie is the only sober one there. And that was my problem. And, and like the fifth pick, <laughs> That's or right. whatever it was, he slaps that on the board and says, "Let's ride." That's right. It was a little later than fifth, but I was <laughs> extremely excited when I slapped it up there. I right, here's so, a league winner, boys. True, truth or false here is Russ legitimately playing with a torn labrum, or is that just damage control by the PR team now? I think that there's a chance that it is true because when I'm talking to Glazer, he sucks no, I think, he, I think he's playing with a torn labia. <laughs> he might be. Glazer said since the first week of the season because we were talking different games we had bets on. He's like Russ can't make a freaking out. He can't make a throw on a simple, you know, five and out or anything like that. Everything's short. Now they come out with that. To Some me, it seems like they say it, right now. if he were playing well and they were winning, you wouldn't hear it. No. So I think there is a little something wrong. But at the same time, Nathaniel Hackett just called a timeout. First Monday night. <laughs> Look how genius Seattle looks now. Yes. They didn't yeah. pay him. They got Gino. draft picks for him. Yep. So Gino, Seattle's Gino looking really good right now. Geno yep. Smith is a top five fantasy quarterback right now. Number one. Who thought that before the year started? Dude, Geno had a 77%. He had a 77% completion percentage going into last week's game. Yeah, I don't know what it is. He's been now. hitting he that mud on the shelf up there. He, no, yeah. he loves some Tyler Lockett down the middle <laughs> yeah. of the field for 50-yard bombs. <laughs> 
You know, the funny thing about that, too, is you talk about the draft. We all thought, well, DK, you're not going to draft him as high, that sort of thing. No, Gino no, said. They, they can score points. Dog. Yep. Remember, DK, that's my boy. I like hey, Gino's uh, line from the Monday night game. They wrote me off, but I didn't write back. You know, He's having imagine, a hell of a year. Imagine if that team just had any defense whatsoever. They'd yep. probably be like 4-1. and one. I mean, it's it's ridiculous how well they can move the ball but can't stop anybody. Uh, Taysom Hill and uh, Red Rifle down there in New Orleans, like mixing things up. Like maybe they're going to figure out a formula for that, but that's a that seems like a hot mess. But somehow they're still competitive like yep. every week. Uh, but uh, that's all right. Jameis Winston, what's his deal? He uh, got injured, and then he's missed the last two games with that injury. But I don't know that he's that much better than what they can do if you play Hill and the Red Rifle together in a certain combo package. Nah, you're you're not wrong there. Uh, all right, so uh, I'm just trying to think any other tidbits or news. And well, notes the around. one surprise, you know, they always say it's America's team. The Cowboys with Cooper Rush are four and one. They play the Eagles this week, so we get to find out just how good that entire Cowboys team is. And then the interesting thing will be if they win and go five and one, is Dak healthy? Can Dak play? I'm, I'm kind of curious because they get so much coverage. You're paying Dak Prescott to fucking play. Yes. All right, I'm just saying, so he needs to come back. And look, Cooper Rush has done a great job, but even as well as he's played, there ain't no team in the NFL that's going to be paying him starter money. Well, it's like you were saying in our, our thread, if – they won and Dak had the same numbers as Cooper Rush, the story would be what's wrong with Dak. Right. And the thing is, like, if you go back to the year the Cowboys won 15 games, this is how they did it. They played unbelievable defense. They got, like, every team they play, they make their offensive line look terrible because they just have all these different varieties of ways to attack. Let's say if Dak comes back and loses his first two games. If they lose because of Dak, oh, yeah, they're, they're going to peel the paint off the walls in that stadium with as, as angry as they're going to be. But, I, you know, I love the way – I guess how, how long is his leash? I mean, it's – It's decently long. I got the contract. $280 million dollars long, well, I guess. Yeah, that's yeah. what – I think it's longer because of the contract. If he was still on a rookie deal, it's a pretty short leash. Oh, absolutely. But you think Jerry's going to just – oh, he's the GM too, right? Yep. So, okay, he's he's in a bad situation. Yeah. <laughs> he can't blame he his can't GM. He just got to look in the mirror and sulk and cry in the corner. <laughs> uh, he Jerry. Has his Jerry. That's exactly what will happen. All right, last quarterback thing, and then we'll move on to our picks. Has Daniel Jones bought him extra life in New York all of a sudden, or is this Brian Dable has bought him extra life? It's a miracle coaching job by Brian. It is a miracle coaching job by Brian Dable. He 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 is the least likely looking head coach in the entire league. He looks like he's a cook at Golden Corral. I was just gonna say, (laughs) so he's got what I do. He's got the shaved head and the beard. Only his isn't gray, and he's fat like me, but he's really smart at football, so he can be jumping up and down on the sidelines like he. He is as wide as he is tall. Yes, he doesn't he look is. like he's a head coach of a, you know, your your coach, he's your face, like your a franchise. Out of Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like he's animation domination. Uh, he should be on Sunday uh, night on Fox something. or something. Uh, but hey, I'm 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 proud of him. He's doing a great job, and the Giants are relevant. Like they're. Like, we were talking about the Cowboys and the Eagles in the NFC East. Now, all of a sudden, we got the Giants in the conversation, and they're doing a lot of the same way. They're not asking Daniel Jones to throw for 300 yards. Just don't screw up and make the simple plays. So and that's what it's almost doing. a very similar blueprint to the Cowboys. And, and the thing that kills me about the NFL is every team does the same thing. They they always look for the next greatest, best quarterback and not always just take a look at what you have and just play with what you have. Play conservative, play good defense, and win games that way. But what happens is, I mean, look at the Seahawks. We were talking about Russ, right? The second Russ becomes the focal point of the team, and they have to score all these points because he's the quarterback, they're not as competitive. Yeah, look at the Niners with Jimmy G. That's what they've been doing. Right. Now the Niners, they are probably your NFC Super Bowl team, right? Like, let's be honest. I mean, it's them. Yeah. Well, I, like the them more, I like them more than I like the Eagles. I, and because they're oh, defense. Long term. Yeah, okay. their defense the, the is The two sick. teams I like the most in the oh, NFC are the Bucks and the Eagles. And Jimmy G is only going to get or, better I mean the, because the, uh, he didn't have a Bucks preseason. Bucks and the Niners. He had no Yeah, people killing him it. for the way he started out of the back of the end zone, the Dan Orlovsky thing against the uh, Broncos a couple weeks ago. He hadn't thrown a football until like a week before the season. Yeah, I, he, he he gets a, a couple weeks to get right. Let's uh, go! 
Oh, we got some, we we got to get to our picks so we can enjoy the end of this Mountaineer victory that's about to happen here on Thursday night against the Baylor Bears. So uh, with that being said, Biggie, hit the music. We always love that sound. It reminds us of fall. It reminds us of autumn and lets us know that it's time for us to hopefully do a better damn job because let's be honest, our picks have not gone well this year. They have not gone well at all. Right now, uh, uh, none of us are above 500. Biggie, you're the clubhouse leader, 37, 40, and 3. And then uh, Mr. Brown, you and me are down near the end. We're, you're 29, 48, and 3. I'm 32, 45, and 3. Turbo, 35, 42, and 3. Nobody cares. They're just hearing numbers, and I'm just gibbering a bunch of stuff there. But let's focus on a new week. Nobody was better than 500 last week. We were 8 and 8 was the high point for us. So uh, we got the first week where we got teams on by. So it's rather going to be really easy to get a winning record or really hard to get a winning record. Which is it going to be, Biggie? Really easy because we see how the flow of the season's going. Now we're going to turn this around because we're all top 100 pickers here. We just haven't shown it. Hell, we're all top 10 pickers. So with that being said, re- refresh my memory because we already picked tonight's game. I know I took the commies uh, against the Bears. Uh, you got it pulled up. Who did everybody take? I don't have everybody's pick in here. I have mine, and I know that you took the commies as well. We both took them. They're up three to nothing at halftime at a barn burner. So let's remind everyone why we're watching the Mountaineers play against Baylor because this game is three to nothing at halftime. Wait, there's an NFL game on tonight? It's ridiculous. That was tonight? So you know what I think about right now when you're talking about What was the, the over-under in that game? Six? 37 and a half. What? Um, so – You've seen the meme where a guy says, hey, my buddy bought a TV from a crackhead for 50 bucks, 70 inch, or got a home, hung it up, it's a KFC menu. That's what I feel like the NFL did to Amazon when they sold them this Thursday night slate of games. Give us like $6 billion, here's the teams you get to play. Yeah, that, that's, uh, <laughs> that's terrible, and uh, you know they're going to learn a, a long, painful lesson. But I'm sure Amazon's making some money. I don't know how much more uh, people are going to subscribe to Amazon Prime there, but uh, either way, Hey, they got they got Kirk Herbstreit calling NFL games, so I guess uh, that's their prize. Herbie. Hey, he's not so good. He's pretty good. Frosted tips and all. <laughs> all right, so let's get into some good games. How about Andrew. the 49ers on the road to the surprisingly ability to cover like Atlanta Falcons, where the Niners are a five-and-a-half-point road favorite? Uh, if this spread were at seven or larger, I'd be taking the Falcons. Like we talked last week, they are our cover favorite. The way the Niners are playing right now, they're a touchdown better, and their defense is good enough not to falter late and get that backdoor cover. Give me the Niners. Yeah, like they was uh, Tampa was rolling last week against twenty-one nothing, and then the Falcons came back and did yep. the thing. But I don't think the Niners right now are playing like the Bucks. I don't like the Bucks at all. So I feel like the the Niners going to win by at least seven. I got, the, I got the 49ers. We just discussed this earlier that we were talking about they might be the National League Super Bowl. The and NFC they're, 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 team, yep. NFC. NFC, I'm sorry. Coffee. NFC. Coffee. Jesus. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're across the board on the Niners because we clearly believe in them. Uh, how about the uh, Patriots, Big East Patriots on the road? To the Cleveland Browns. Easiest pick of the week for me. Two and a half point dogs on the road to Cleveland. 29 nothing victory last week. You know who they beat? Held zero points. Detroit Lions. You know what the Lions were doing coming into that game? They were leading the league in scoring. One of Bailey Zappi making his first start at QB. Damian Harris went out. Now defensively, J.C. Jackson, they let him go to sign with uh, San, uh, San Diego. I want to say San Diego. Los Angeles Chargers. Plays from Jack Jones. Fourth round rookie. Rated his third best corner in the league. Jonathan Jones also there. Seventh best corner in the league per PFF. Easiest call of the week. Patriots and win this game by 10 points. I, I just want to say, PFF, their rankings have been shit here this year. I just want to throw that out there. I like those rankings, so I'm rolling with them. I just want to say it was very thorough analysis, Biggie, but you were just wrong. So I'm, I'm, I'm going with the Browns. Clearly a biased analysis. I'm going with the Browns in their two-headed running game, and uh, your former quarterback with the Patriots, is, they're going to do their thing. Jacoby. I also am with the Browns. Browns running game will destroy the Patriots. Well. Ooh. Destroy them. Let's go ahead and signal the lone wolf here as Biggie takes his homework. Because, you know, we Easiest pick of the week. Easiest pick because it's the Patriots. It's clearly the Browns at home yeah. covering this game. So, uh, Biggie, go ahead and give us your lone wolf. 
Oh, Canadian Biggie is coming instead of the British because he runs this shit. Fuck you all. Don't, don't you know? Don't you know? That's a long one. I, I think this is an interesting uh, game as we move down the slate. We got the J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets on the road. The Lambo coming off a, a bad loss in London. The Packers, though, are getting seven all. This one's kind of tougher for me to pick. I like the Packers to win the game, but the seven is a little long with the way the Jets have been playing. The Packers haven't been playing as well. I think the Packers bounce back. Rodgers has a huge week, and they cover the seven. I'm doing it for the second time this year. The running game for the Jets has been impressive. Was it Brees Hall? Yes. Correct. I just Aaron Rodgers, we just looked it up, is like the 19th best quarterback in the NFL right now. And uh, he looks like he's a hobo from under the bridge. Where, where's the money coming in on this game? 64% New York. Okay. So I'm going with the Jets. Ah, yes! We're big, so excited. Biggie like that Jets. pick. We love the Jets. J-E-T-S. Or Sorry. the Mountaineers might have scored a touchdown just now. All right, let's try to keep our composure so we can enjoy Sorry. this game. Tommy, who you got? Uh, oh, Packers. Packers at seven. And that might be a little much, but I am going to stick with the Packers. They're going to bounce back this week. Mr. Brown, I'm riding your coattails on this one. It's the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets all day. They're not winning this game, but they are not getting beat by seven and a half points. Seven's the cover, so it's at least a push. All right, how about uh, oh, oh, this coming Thursday night game? The Jaguars on the road to Indianapolis. The Colts at home are favored by two. So wow. Here's the thing: the Colts with Frank Wright have never meet the Jet, have never beat the Jags. You know why I know that? Yeah, took my stat. Yeah, when we were playing this game earlier in the year, I think they first week of this twice. season, this is their second meeting. Yeah. Chris Bieber wow. had to message me after he listened to the show, and he said, "I could have told you that they weren't going to win because they've never beat the Jags under Frank Wright." This is the week they do it. Two point home favorite, the Colts cover. I, I, I feel like the Colts are going to cover as well. Colts win. And this is 50-50 on the money right now. It's 50-50 even. So, you know, Baylor has never won in Morgantown either, by the way. And they're not winning tonight. And the Jags aren't going to lose to the Colts this week. So I'll be your lone kitty cat as I'll take the Jags. They got to bounce back after losing to the necklace. Hear that confident uh, lone wolf. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I got in me. That's a Jag you are, not a Jag. How about, uh, hey, you know what, Biggie? You've been high on the Vikings for like years, and they've been in our power rankings here for the past few weeks. The Vikings going into Miami. Tua is not playing, if I'm I'm correct here. It's like Skylar Thompson, I think, is starting because Teddy Bridgewater is also out. Yeah, go Kansas State. So uh, the Dolphins, though, at home are giving up three and a half to the Vikings. Second easiest pick of the week. You guys know I'm always high on the Vikings. They find a way, just like last week, up 21-3, seven-and-a-half point favorite. What they win, 29-22. I love this game for the fact that the Vikings are a pretty good football team and – the guy starting for the Dolphins has never started in an NFL game before. This is actually the easiest pick of the week, clearly, and I was going to say that, but I would have picked the Vikings if it was six, so I'm going Vikings. I'm also going Vikings, and I'm going to keep it short because every time Biggie picks, I lose my breath. You're just watching him not take a breath. <laughs> take a breath. It's like he's sucking the life out of you from across the table. It's like watching Biggie sleep. <laughs> he's, got that, he's got that waking Oh, I've heard that's depressing. <laughs> So, um, I'll say breath, too. It's Vikings all day long. I'm with what Mr. Brown said. They'll probably win by at least six. So, uh, yeah, how about the uh, Bengals going down to Nolens Burrow? He's going to be at Death Valley on Saturday because he's back home in Louisiana. Well, not really home. Oh, I was home, but he played his college ball there. So He claims um, it is home. The Bengals are a two-point road favorite going into Nolens. I like the bounce back this week after the loss at the buzzer last week. I like the Bengals to cover. Yeah, I can't believe it's only two points, actually. I feel like Cincinnati's going to do their thing uh, down there, and they're going to probably win by at least seven. Oh, I don't know how this goes. I am. I have my faith in Taysom. Taysom is going to be the difference. I'm taking the Saints. If there's one thing I've learned when doing the picks with Tommy is he never picks the Bengals to cover. Ever, <laughs> ever, ever. 
So uh, that's not a surprise to hear him say that. But I think this is the game the Bengals uh, start to show that they belong in that top ten conversation of quality teams. Uh, go get a good road win after losing a tough divisional uh, game on the road too. And then hopefully they get to go back home for a couple weeks and have some uh, games they can build upon. So give me the Bengals. Tommy, you're the lone wolf. It seems like I'm always the lone wolf with the Saints. This is like yes. the fourth time. Let's hear that Dang song, it. baby. Oh, my Let's God. Let's hear that song. Let's see if I can get it right this time. Bum, 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 bum. Oh, when the Saints go marching in. Go marching in. Oh, when the Saints go marching in. <laughs> Thank you, Tommy. You have a lovely singing voice. All right, how about the uh, Ravens who come off that big uh, Sunday night win? They're going into the Meadowlands where the Giants are surprisingly competitive, but the Ravens are a a five-and-a-half-point road favorite. You're going to hear me say this all season long because I hate the Giants, and I think they're the worst 2-0 team in the history of football. Now I think they're the worst 4-1 team in the history of football. Give me the Ravens in the cover. Yeah, I'm going with the Giants here. I think they continue. Wow, I think think Lamar has his, his night. Lamar will just blow them up. I'm going with the Ravens. You know, the the weakness on the Ravens is their ability to stop the deep ball, and the the Giants are not a team that scares me about throwing the ball deep. I I think they'll load the box and try to limit what Barkley does. I'm taking the Ravens all day long, so uh, hit us off, uh, Lone Wolf. They might be Giants, boy. (laughs) I like that bass. Yeah. That was nice. All right, the – whew. I already know where Tommy's going on this one. <laughs> the Bucks on the road against the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Bucks are getting eight on the road. Here's the thing. Last week I picked the Steelers to cover the 14-point uh, deficit or 14-coin spread, and my thing was since the league merger in 1970, 52 years, they were the last team in the history of the league to be 14-point dogs, and I was like, God, ah, it's a Mike Tomlin team and all this, and then as I was watching that game, I realized why they were a 14-point dog, because they're probably 30 out of 32 teams in the league. Give me the Bucks to cover. Even as bad as the Bucks are, this is like the worst Steelers. I can't, there's, no, just give me the Bucks. <laughs> I hate the Bucks right now. They look terrible. But I'm shocked they're only eight-point favorite on the Steelers, who's probably the worst football team I've seen in the last ten years. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Bucks. I'm gonna let Tommy uh, close this one out for us. I'm also taking the Bucks, and and for everything y'all just said, like I hate taking the Bucks. Like they they play ugly football. They're banged up. It's just they're they're nasty to watch. But as nasty as they are to watch, my God, the steel like I. The Bengals may not make the playoffs this year, but I will take a large amount of joy watching just how bad the Steelers will be this year. The man with tiny hands. You know what? He at least is throwing for a lot of yards, but he ain't throwing for a lot of points. Man, y'all enjoying the heck out of this. It's killing me. First losing season since, what, 2001 or two? It would be the first one under Tomlin. But uh, I don't like the Bucs. They're playing terrible. And I'm excited about the the changing quarterback. And no, I'm not being in the lone wolf. I am going with the Buccaneers. Oh, reverse psychology. No, the Steelers are just not playing good ball. I just wanted to hear you say that out loud. Oh, it's pain. I actually had the Steelers already typed on his name, and then I had to backspace. Damn. I'm surprised. All right, so all right, now that we got uh, that one put out to pasture, let's move on to the Panthers on the road. Is this a get-right game for the Rams? They're 10-point favorites at home, and I believe uh, Baker is uh, not playing, so is that good or bad? He's got a high ankle sprain. He yeah. It's questionable. I'm not sure if it's good or bad, but I know their offensive line is so bad it's wait, bad wait, for whatever quarterback guy starts. still their backup, P.J. Walker? Uh, isn't it uh, Sam Darnold starting? Uh, no, he's hurt. I think it's Chris Winkie. It might be Chris Winkie. <laughs> Kerry Collins is walking to that. Steve Berline. Give me some. So who's their new coach? Uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Pop Van Winkle. <laughs> I think what you said is correct. This is a get-right game for the Rams. Uh, I got them covering this. I, I, I think that it's going to be like Bill's, Bill Steelers last week. Yeah, I don't have much to add. I think the Rams uh, march on this one. See, I think that the spread's too big. The Rams aren't playing great. They're not. They're not, they're not playing bad, but they're not playing great. Uh, I, I'm going with the Carolina Panthers. I, I just think 10 points is too much. CMC all day? CMC. 
They just lost by like 18 to the Cardinals two weeks ago and they, 30 they to the Niners. Uh, and I'm, I'm not upset with Tommy picking the, the Panthers, but I'm taking the Rams. Just I feel like they win by two touchdowns, you know. But it wouldn't be surprising if they only win by seven because wasn't it the Falcons the reason why we feel the way about them is the same way like they played the Rams a couple weeks ago yeah. and the Rams were up on them big and they came back. Watch, that's what happens in this game. Don't give up a bunch of garbage points at the end and, and no cover. Uh, but I'm taking the Rams, so you're the lone wolf, buddy. Meow. That's a compliment. Hieroglyphics at its finest. My cat sounds like that when she's in heat. <laughs> but, uh, Get over here, Tommy. Yeah. Yeah, I need some personal space. Uh, <laughs> I had the Cardinals on the road to Seattle. The Cardinals, two and a half point favorite. I like the Cardinals to cover this field goal game. If it was like three and a half, four and a half, I'd take Seattle because they're usually pretty competitive. They've been good. We talked, you know, highly of them earlier, but I think the Cardinals uh, cover this game by a touchdown. This might be the homer in me, but I, I feel good about uh, Gino doing Gino things again this week. I'm going with the Hawks at home. I'm with you, Gino. Let's go. So I've already typed my pick in. I'm just curious, where's the money coming in on this one? Uh, 58% Arizona. Okay, that's that's where I'm going with my money, too, on this one. And the only reason why is because Seattle can't stop a cold. And they're in, you, you're – we already Taysom saw – Hill went off what last Taysom Hill did. Oh, yeah. You know, with a, with a, a, a athletic quarterback running around, uh, Kyler Murray, Calamari is just Calamari. even worse. So, yeah, all day long. So, we're split there. All right, how about the uh, the game of the week, the Bills and the Chiefs? I'm hammering the Bills on this game all day long. I'm going to bet this game so heavy on Sunday, I'll have to go to work on Monday if the Bills lose. They've been number one on our power rankings all season. I've been bullish on it. They are the best team in the league. I don't think it's close. I think they go into Arrowhead and they win by two touchdowns. Meant to mention it's two and a half, by the way. So, all right, Mr. Brown. So, I watched the Raiders and Chiefs last week, and the only reason why we lost the game is because, or the Chiefs won the game, is because we have an idiot ex-Patriots coach that don't went for two for no damn reason instead of going over. But the analytics. So we lost that game, and uh, the Chiefs won. So I, I, I think the Chiefs are going to get the punched in the mouth this week by the Bills. Hmm. And Mr. Brown throwing a little bit of salt to Biggie over there and his Patriots coach. I like that. What? Well, well, name one assistant under Belichick that's went and did anything. You've mm. got a point. I can't. They can. Yeah. Nick Saban. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Boomer. <laughs> old school. Yeah. So I'm going with the Bills. So uh, I, I do want to take a second. Let's just talk about that decision, too. Like, I'm watching that live when the Raiders decided to not kick the extra point to tie a game. And, and then the announcers and everybody defending it with the analytics. I like, didn't like it. There's no, To me, there's no – and then people were defending it still this week. Like, no, it's – Mahomes is getting the ball. You're going to tie the game. You know, you're not talking about trying to extend a lead or something like that. Like, it literally would make a – With goal. a great kicker, you know he's making the extra point. It's I so had no faith in Carr whatsoever when they were that, that. That was so dumb. So dumb. I, so, you can call me old and not with the time. I love analytics. I love analytics. Not oh, my God. Oh, that was Did we just turn the ball back on? Interception. Yeah. Wait, there's a flag, though. All right, we got to stay focused. We only got one more game after this. Uh, but I also have the Bills. Get the tables. That's, that's done. Uh, they're going to stamp number Did one. Did anyone pick the, the Chiefs? No. Bills across the board. Bills right. across the board. So that means we're probably we're all wrong. Lose. Yeah. All right, the uh, Cowboys and the Eagles, the Sunday night game. NFC East dominance on the line here. Cooper Rush. Uh, is your starter, but I saw Dak has been activated. He's now listed questionable for the game. So uh, six and a half points uh, for the Eagles at home. I like the Eagles to win this game, but they played a little sloppy lately. I think that the Cowboys cover. Their defense is playing out of this world, and they're running the hell out of the ball. I feel like this is the Eagles' first loss this week. I'm picking the Cowboys to cover. This is the, the Dak Bowl. Rush come out and he beats, wins this game. It might be bad news for Dak. But with the I, money, Tommy. Yeah, I got, well, two, was it 280? Yeah, yeah that's, that's a lot of money. Check my couch cushions. I'm Jerry Can. I am I am going with the Cowboys. So, Biggie, you took the Cowboys to cover? Yes, okay, sir. Just making sure I got that right. I also have the Cowboys to cover. I think the Eagles probably win, but I, it's it's a divisional game. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a lot like last Sunday night's game between the Bengals and the Ravens, where it's just gonna be a dog fight. So we're we're Cowboys across the board. Now let's bring it home 
Let's ride. The Broncos are four and a half point dogs on the road going to LA against the Chargers. Here's the thing about this game. You really want to think that at some point with a brilliant offensive coach and Russell Wilson that they get it going a little bit on offense. But what they've showed us is the only game they had was against the Raiders from behind, scrambled a couple of missed tackles, a couple of big plays. Other than that, they've been complete dog crap. I'm taking the Chargers to cover this game, and I think they might win by two touchdowns. I am not going to pick the Broncos to cover for the rest of the year. Just go ahead and mark me down. That's all you got to say. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you there. I'm nowhere near the Broncos. It's going to be Chargers, and I'm with Biggie there. It's going to be two touchdowns. No, people have been roasting Russ on Twitter all week because he's been putting a lot of religious things out there, and everybody's like, "Dude, just leave Jesus out of this." <laughs> like, it's you are bad enough. Jesus can't save you. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's you're not riding. Sorry, Broncos country. It's going to be a long season, and you know we had a question about what's the worst NFL contract in history, and this this could be it. We'll see how it goes. Uh, but uh, yeah, Chargers and and Herbert, he eventually is going to get more healthy with those ribs and uh, they'll be even more dangerous. Uh, I think they win this one walking away. You know what Russ is? You can delete this up. You ever seen the meme where it's got a girl and she's dressed real skimpy and she says, only God can judge me, and then right underneath it, it's God, and he says, you're a whore? <laughs> that's, that's Russ this week trying to throw God out there to get people off the fact that he's played like shit for the amount of money they gave him. No, it's football. Like It's just what happens between the, the hashes. It's, it's all on you, bro. Uh, so uh, that concludes on Let's ride. the uh, week six NFL Stone Cold Left Five Locks. Let's take a deep breath, watch the end of this game. We'll come back and wrap up the show in a minute.